Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Good. How's everyone doing? Just trying to... Feedback, feedback. Who's enjoying the This Is Me series? Yeah? Yeah? Oh, guys, come on. You're going to have to speak to me tonight. There's a um, a fact that if you um, engage in conversation with the person who's speaking, you uh, retain up to 80% of the information. Um, Notes, I think, is around 40 or 50%. 50%, So I want you to shout. I want you to whoop. I want you to preach it. I want you to communicate with me. Thanks, Rudy. Okay, so um, I'm just going to explain a little bit about the This Is Me series. Um, It's literally um, studying um, a part in the Bible, uh, a gospel, uh, sorry, a book in the Bible, which is a gospel, part of the gospels, um, which is Matthew 16, 13. And it's it's studying a particular section of this, but um, it's also talking about how, uh, talking about who we are, who we are as ourselves and who we are as a church. And the fact is that um, there's nothing that separates who you are and who the church is. There's no gap between who you are and who the church is. The church is who you are. Um, yeah. What God says about you is who you are. You are the church. This building is not the church. You are the church. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really cool. And um, uh, as a as a pastor's kid, um, I've grown up all my life. Just that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. Who I am is the church. And um, that's just like you get all the at conferences you get to go to like the pastor's lounge and you get all these like really cool things but um, the reality is that is that I didn't appreciate the fact that everyone else didn't automatically know that the, that who the church is is who they were as well and um, because I'd grown up with that I needed that revelation of everybody needs to know that who the church is is who they are um, and who the, who the who God says the church is is who you become, and um, and so, a lot of the time in church, I think we can um, we can appreciate the value of what we have. We can appreciate the good music. We can appreciate the good preaching, the after parties. Who's excited about the after party tonight? <laughs> Come on, I can see some older ones. I'm totally going to be raving tonight. Yeah, you better be there. I'm gonna, I'm waiting for you guys. You'll make the party happen. But sometimes we can appreciate all these things, but we don't necessarily understand why we have them. Um, and this Matthew sixteen thirteen really, um, you, if each week we've been pulling apart bits of the scripture and talking about different things about what the scripture says. Um, but this this week I'm going to be talking about um, this is our voice. So let's uh, let's turn to Matthew sixteen thirteen. And um, I'm going to be reading from the NLT version just because I don't follow the rules like my dad. (laughs) We don't follow the rules, do we? No, we don't follow the rules. Even though you made it. (laughs) 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 So Matthew 16, 13 to 19 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples... 
who do people say that the Son of Man is? In other words, who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say, and others say Jeremiah, and one of the other prophets. Then he asked, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. You can just imagine uh, him being among the, all the disciples being like, yeah, that's right, guys. I heard from heaven. You didn't. <laughs> can tell he could be like really like, yes, I got it. Um, and then it goes on and it says, Now I say to you, Peter, which means rock. Oh, sorry. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And um, as soon as he says that word church, that is the first time that church is ever mentioned in the Bible. And you can imagine, um, because the disciples probably have never heard this word church before, he would have said church and it would have just like echoed amongst them and be like, church, what's that then? And uh, you can imagine just like Peter being like, well, yeah, you've, you've said that this thing called church and, and I'm the rock and all this stuff, but what is church? What is it? And then God goes on to say, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So now he's painting a picture of how powerful this church is and how powerful it is. And he starts to paint this picture in front of Peter about this amazing thing that he is calling Peter to do. Um, And this next section, uh, which is the section I'm going to focus on, it says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven and I kind of like searched into this section of scripture and forbid actually means lock and permit actually means open and I actually forgot to get my keys because I wanted my keys (laughs) to excuse me for a second church keys so God says I will give you the keys to the kingdom Whatever you want to lock, you can lock. Whatever you want to unlock, you can unlock. And I think that's powerful. Because God's saying, whatever you say goes. Whatever you say goes. And I'm giving you the power and the authority to do that. And um, I'm going to remix that for a second. Let's remix that story for a second. Okay, so imagine um, someone saying, here's my dad's sports car and it's a really really cool sports car but I'm giving it to you and um, the keys they are voice activated and uh, whenever you say into the keys lock they will lock ah come on (laughs) oh no (laughs) hey I really want Einstein effects. I uh, downloaded this uh, kids like, <laughs> like little like palette thing of car noises, and I really wanted a car key noise. So I said, whatever, wherever you want to lock, you can lock. Wherever you want to open, you can open. Whenever you say drive, it says uh, it drives. <laughs> and then and then he says, 
Well, this car um, is a sports car, so it's, it's a little tricky to drive, um, but whenever you get in the car, don't worry, I'll be with you all the way. You just need to get used to it. You just need to understand the car. You might appreciate the value of the car that I've given you, but you just need to understand it. Don't worry, this just takes time. You just need to drive it. And I think that happens a lot of the time, like I was saying earlier, in church, when we enter the kingdom of God, we appreciate the value of the kingdom of God, but we don't necessarily understand it. And understanding the kingdom of God is a journey, and it's a journey that we all take. No one is, no one is some further, some are behind. We're all on the journey in understanding and pulling out scriptures um, and learning about God. We can never fully understand God, but we're all on the journey. And I think it's important to understand that we are under, uh, learning to understand so um, I have three keys for you, not actual keys, but keys to my message. So the first key is, what is your voice? What is your language? What are you speaking on day to day? Are you speaking positive words? Are you speaking negative words? What, if a situation comes up, do you respond positively or do you respond negatively? Um, and, it's, and it's important to understand that it's, it's in the Bible even that whenever you speak you're always prophesying and you're always speaking over your life you're always speaking over um each other's lives and um we have to learn what to mute and we have to learn what to speak and um often we we see adverts saying you know you are what you eat if you eat healthy food you'll become healthy if you eat mcdonald's every day you'll be giant um <laughs> you are what you eat but i'm going to tell you today that you are what you speak you are what you say you are what you say over your life. If you say, I'm, like, I'm ugly and stuff, you're going to be depressed. You're going to not love yourself. But if you can look in the mirror and say, wow, God made me fearfully and wonderfully made, then you're going to walk with confidence and you're going to walk with assurance of who you are. And so I'm going to answer that question. And the answer to the question is your voice is the proclaimer. You must proclaim things over your life. You must proclaim things over your workplace. You must proclaim things over your family. Um, and, and the words in your mouth are as powerful as God's words because you have God's word in your mouth. You, are, you say what God says over your life. Um, and uh, Matthew twenty one twenty one says, You can even say to the mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. There's so many verses like this in the Bible where God's saying, you know, whatever you say, it will happen. Um, and, it's, and it's powerful. Even um, at the start of the Bible where Adam is called to name all the animals and the animals come to him and he's naming all these. It would have flipping taken forever. But he's naming all these animals. But then when Eve goes to the tree and, and picks um, the fruit off and eats it, it's his silence over, standing there watching her that lets sin into the world. It's his silence, his silence that let um, sin into the world. And I'm here to say to you today that don't ever be silent. Yeah. Come on, there's a shout on the inside that needs to come out of you. Yeah. The walls of Jericho, if you don't know that story, there's, there's an army uh, that marched around a city like several times. And then the last time they shouted and, the, and these thick, massive walls by the power of God broke down because of the shout that came, in from the, came out from the outside. And... I want to skip to just Proverbs 31, 28 to 29. And the whole um, section of 31 is talking about how the wife, the woman of the household, 
and how amazing she is and how her words are wise and what she does for her family, what she does. And, and she's just portrayed as this amazing person. And then it says in 28 and 29, it says, Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. And the reason why the woman is so amazing is because of her family speaking great words over her life. And it's amazing what your, the power of your tongue can do. You know, her husband says to her, you, you, um, there's many great women in the world, but you surpass them all. It's that encouragement that we have to give to each other. Yeah. What are you saying? Even um, Jesus' close disciple, Peter, he named him and he said, you are Peter. He prophesied over his life. Um, and it's so important to just declare good things, positive words over each other's lives. So, key number two. Um, it's important to understand that the keys that I'm, I'm saying today are three locks to a door. Um, they're all opening the same door. They're all interlinked. There's no separation between these keys. Who you are and who we are, are are no separate. So the second keys um, is what is our voice? What does the church sound like? Yeah. What do we sound like? What are we saying? What what is it that resonates outside of these walls? Yeah. Um, in the voice, in the week rather, and um, it's. Uh, I was watching this video the other day about how um, has anyone ever watched a video of himself and heard the voice and thought, is that really what I sound like? Yeah. Is that like, my voice is so high-pitched, it's unreal. <laughs> I sound like a flipping mouse. I, hate, I honestly hate the sound of my own voice, and if this is being recorded tonight, I'm definitely not listening to it. <laughs> but they were saying the reason why you hate the sound of your own voice is because your voice comes out and it comes out into your ears, but it also... Uh, travels through your head, travels and it vibrates all the little bones in your head, which makes to you makes your voice seem deeper. Which is why when you listen to your voice on camera, it sounds more high pitched because you're used to hearing your voice lower because it's vibrating your brain basically. Um, <laughs> which I thought was really cool um, because uh, it was just a little fa- like I just I just love that how like we don't. We don't like, we think, like, when you look in the mirror, that's not actually what you look like. <laughs> because it's the opposite of Ryan, so you never actually know what you look like. You actually never know exactly what your face is like, which is weird. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was quite funny. But what resonates outside of these walls? What is it that, that the world hears us say? And, um, in Galatians 5:22-26 says, "But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. The fruits of the Spirit is our voice, is what we should live by. And it's our actions are sometimes 
is, la- is the loudest voice in our life. It's the actions that determine what people see us as. And um, it is, it's the loudest voice, our actions. And there's a lot of scripture in my message tonight, but um, in the book of Acts, Acts 6 sits, uh, if, if you're new here tonight, Acts sits straight after Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which are the Gospels. And Acts, uh, the Gospels, sorry, are um, their story of what Jesus did um, and how he died on the cross and how he rose again and all the miracles that he did before that. But each gospel is a different point of view of the same story. Um, And Acts is just where Jesus has rose again and he's come to visit the disciples and then he ascends to heaven um, and then the church is birthed and everyone gets filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with who stays with us here on earth. He's with us every day. If that doesn't make sense, you can come speak to me after. (laughs) Um, So here we are in Acts uh, 1, 6-8. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore the kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. In other words, if, if we ever hear someone say when the end of the world is coming, we obviously know it's not going to be then, because <laughs> it's not for us to know. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Earth. Our voice should carry to the ends of the earth, just like it has been, has been ever since Jesus um, ascended to heaven. And um, God gave us all these fruits of the Spirit to resonate um, out of our lives without even having to mention his name. Because the church just thinks, no, sorry, the world just thinks that God and Jesus is who he is. They don't know that what is on the inside of us, the love, the joy, the peace, the kindness, is actually him as well. So we can can resonate these fruits of the Spirit out of our lives without even mentioning his name, and they will be transformed by it. And I think that's really cool. Um, If we can all live by this this in the same time, the church will have a great anthem. The church has a great anthem of these of these fruits of the spirit, and um, an anthem is sung by many individuals in one accord. And I think it's important to understand that when we leave a Sunday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday, it's important to understand that we live by those individually. But when we, but it's a corporate. We're all doing it at the same time, and it's an anthem that people hear. And um, since uh, Jonathan, my cousin Jonathan, came to live with us, uh, I think it's like you've been here a month now, have you? You've been here nearly a month. And um, I have, in that month, I have not heard more about football in my entire life. <laughs> Honestly, I know more about football than I've ever done. And I've not even like sat down with him and listened to football. But basically, it's just me and my mum and the rest of the boys are now like, Liverpool, Liverpool, Manchester United, what are they doing? And we're just like, what are we going to do? Like, constantly listening about football. But it's fine, but 
Uh, the Upton family have to, we don't have to, but it's the tradition that we support Liverpool. And I thought that was uh, pretty funny because Ben spent the, whole, spent the whole weekend just nailing Liverpool and saying how rubbish they were. And I was like, kind of got that in my message. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah. So, um, so, we, so, we have to, so we have to support Liverpool. And uh, Liverpool actually has um, an anthem, if you don't know, it's, it's called We Never Walk Alone. And um, Jonathan helped me find this video, and it's, um, it's 95,000 Liverpool fans um, singing this anthem um, in this football stadium. And if there's one thing I do like about football, it's hearing a massive crowd sing the same thing. I think it's just awesome. You can, uh, there's actually some football clubs that have like proper dances and stuff like that which is pretty cool but I thought I, I'd better stick to Liverpool just otherwise uh, might get shot or something <laughs> so um, I've got a video right now to show you the 95,000 
Yeah. How powerful. <laughs> you can tell that there's not Liverpool fans in this room. Um, you can tell how passionate they are yeah. and singing in one voice. And the truth is, is that we will never walk alone. Yeah. We'll always have people around us, um, surrounding us, um, to fight alongside us. When we're struggling, there's always going to be people who surround us and fight alongside us. God is always with us. And it's important that the anthem that we sing, we sing together. Mm-hmm. And when one person stops singing, we encourage them and we lift them up and, we, and they join in with us again. And um, in the next chapter of Acts, this is when Jesus is gone and the church um, is established and they, start, they are filled with the Holy Spirit and they start to do all this crazy stuff and everyone starts freaking out and they're like, what are you doing? And stuff like that. But this is amazing things start happening. And um, in Acts 2, 42 to 47, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, or as we call these days, hanging out. <laughs> and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper or hot dogs, uh, chili wraps, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and to the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money in those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. The third key I've got for you tonight is the voice is our unity. And uh, unifying the sound of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control all under this fellowship all under this unity is the greatest anthem the world will ever hear and it's the greatest anthem that the world has been hearing for many years and I want to encourage you tonight that that as it said in that last (coughs) sentence there it said and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved well today there are 85,000 people making the decision to come into the kingdom of God every single day how amazing is that that's a flipping loud anthem if you ever did hear one that was 95 so you can imagine just a little bit less people every single day singing the praises of God singing this love um, declaring this love just living um, amongst people in the world and sharing the love and the joy and the peace that God has placed on the inside the Holy Spirit that God's placed on the inside and Psalm 119 89 says your eternal word word O Lord stands firm in heaven his word inside of us is eternal it'll never stop it'll never end the church will never end God is with us every step of the way and just as I come at a close tonight you might be here for the first time and you might be well I'm, I understand the value I know sorry I appreciate the value of what you're saying I, I appreciate the value of speaking positive words over your life but I don't quite understand what you're saying well the kingdom of God is the best place you could ever be and making the decision to follow God making the decision to have God into your life to being part of this family that sings the same anthem is amazing and we're all still on that journey of understanding and um, if you're here for the first time tonight let's all just stand 
and I'd like to make the opportunity for anyone who likes that thought of coming into the kingdom of God, likes the idea of, of having a relationship with God, to not being religious. This isn't a religious church. We don't follow rules or regulations or we don't have to do this or that. It's about doing life together. It's about loving life together. It's about loving God, to do, doing the journey together. And um, let's just close our eyes and bow our heads. And if you're that...